Two years ago, Americans watched in horror as a crisis unfolded at the Kabul airport. She was tear gassed and beaten. Images of thousands desperate to escape Taliban oppression filled our news feeds. More than 80,000 Afghans made it to America. But the story didn't end there. It was very cold. There was no power, no heat. Who would help our newest neighbors? I'm Andrea Smartin. In Stranger Becomes Neighbor, you'll hear the stories of some remarkable refugees who left their homes and their dreams behind only to start over from zero. Their only possession was three blankets. And you'll meet Americans who stepped up to help them. You want me to come when you deliver your baby. What can one person do in the face of an international disaster decades in the making? That's Stranger Becomes Neighbor. Find us at kslpodcast.com, follow us on Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else you listen. Right now on KSL Plus. The most wonderful time of the year can also be among the most difficult. They're going through some tough times. Inflation is leading more people to food banks. They've lost jobs. Uh, they, they're struggling. They have to make choices between food or medical supplies or rent, and, and sometimes food loses. And the pandemic and other circumstances have taken a toll on the mental health of many. I think if people start to feel lonely, then um, the next thing is they might get a little depressed, right? They might feel a little more down. They might get a little more anxious. I'm Matt Rascone, and this week we take a closer look at loneliness over the holidays and why experts say one of the best things you can do to combat those thoughts and feelings is to do what Utah does best. a time that can inspire joy and excitement. And for a lot of us, it also brings up complicated feelings and can even trigger some sadness and loneliness. Dr. Kristen Francis is a child and adolescent psychiatrist at the Huntsman Mental Health Institute. Some of that can be from, you know, kind of unmet expectations. So we have these ideas of how the holidays should go and the realities of our families all being together, you know, our jobs kids being off of break, sometimes those realities don't match the expectation. Maybe finances are difficult for some people right now. Um, And especially with all that people have been through with the pandemic, there's been a lot of loss, a lot of grief, and the holidays can bring that up for people, especially, you know, missing someone you love, Hmm. um, maybe someone that's died, um, just not being able to be with someone that you care about. And again, some of those unmet expectations. How significant is that uh, among the population? Like how many people are, is this really a struggle for? Well, I would say for the majority of people in our population, they're going to have some complicated feelings during the holidays. They just are like, there's going to be some times where they're just not feeling how they think they should feel. And that's okay. It's temporary. It's normal um, to feel differently than you expect. For some parts of the population, up to about 30%, you can experience symptoms of more than just loneliness and sadness and even experience symptoms of anxiety or depressive symptoms, even meeting criteria for a lesser percentage of major depressive disorder, seasonal affective disorder. Um, And for them, their feelings are more 
significant than just sadness or loneliness, which are normal feelings that we can all have. We're talking about symptoms that have gotten worse than that and maybe some changes in appetite, sleep, your interest, motivation, ability to do the things that you normally do, um, and then increased feelings of isolation, maybe some feelings of worthlessness, hopelessness, helplessness. Those are not expected feelings around the holidays. Those are signs that there might be something more serious happening. The more I kind of dived into the research and the article, the more I recognized, hey, anyone can struggle with this. Um, It could be any season of life. I, where you might just be having a moment, or maybe you are like, maybe you have a few things that you're struggling with. Cindy Jenkins is an assistant professor at Utah State University Extension. She specializes in health and wellness and recently wrote a paper on holiday loneliness. Well, I'd say, I mean, loneliness is a is a hard feeling, right? It's a hard feeling to cope with, um, and it's it's a perceived feeling. Okay, so it's something where um, if uh, so, when I say perceived feeling, I mean that uh, sometimes there are people who are alone, but yet they don't feel lonely. Whereas there are other times when people could be in the same situation and they feel very lonely. So it kind of deals with our perception of life around us and what we have. Uh, And so it's really good if you are feeling lonely in a moment to kind of take stock of that and to think, oh, okay, um, what's going on right now that maybe I, uh, I can help myself work my way out of, right? Just kind of acknowledging what's going on right now. So would you say that the loneliness part, is that sort of the, the start, the the start of it all or how would you yeah, describe for, that for some people so i think again you know being lonely is a feeling that can happen even when you're not alone you can be in the middle of a group of people and feel lonely and and for some people um that can be the start of more which can grow into symptoms of like i said major depressive disorder which is a more serious condition that usually is characterized by two weeks of feeling persistently down hopeless helpless um and but But if you are someone who has had anxiety or depression and you start to feel alone and you're noticing that more days than not, and even, you know, especially if you aren't physically alone, it would be time to check in with your clinician that's helping support you. Um, For the rest of us, if you are feeling lonely, you know, recognize that feeling is temporary and there are things that you can do to help manage that feeling of loneliness. Yeah. Yeah. What are some of those those things that would be good to sort of yeah. uh, look outside yourself? I love that. Look outside yourself. Right. Recognize that this is a temporary feeling that, the, the, you know, the holidays is, it, are going to pass. But definitely getting outside, getting activity, fresh air, movement, really good for helping boost your natural endorphin levels and help you feel less Um, impacted by those big feelings, starting a new hobby or doing a hobby that you love, planning time to be with people who make you feel uplifted or supported, doing things, um, service opportunities, especially looking outside yourself, helping others who may also be going through their own feelings of loneliness or even despair, grief. Those are all things that can be really good for you to help you feel less alone or lonely. The need for groceries at Tabitha's Way and American Fork has doubled since last year. I would say we have been very blessed with volunteers. We we see them, we always fill up our slots with volunteers. 
Um, they come in uh, individuals or in groups, and we put them to work. Uh, and very happy about it. Uh, lots of things to do here. Uh, we can certainly continue to use volunteers. Uh, people tend to have fun. Youth groups, for example, church groups, uh, or other organizations. Uh, there's lots to do. And you know, sometimes it's like even to volunteer, like things are so booked out. You can't volunteer if you try, like especially around the holidays, like serving at a soup kitchen is full. I always say, look to the people around you, look to your community, see who you can serve just in your everyday life. It can be a neighbor who maybe needs some help around the house or maybe, you know, dropping off some baked goods. I always say, look for people in the parking lot who have a new baby and return their shopping carts. That is a great thing to do for people. Um, but there's just lots of ways of helping each other in our everyday life that we may not be so aware of, that may not be so kind of advertised or dramatic, but people's needs are everywhere. Okay, I love this idea of service because especially when you consider loneliness as a perceived problem, uh, and it really puts a lot of focus on you as an individual, right? If you are feeling lonely, because you're thinking a lot here of like, oh, what's going on with me? What's going on with my life? What was me? And when you do service, it immediately takes you out of that. I feel like I know for myself when I go and I do service, um, I frequently find people who are maybe struggling worse than I am, right? And so it immediately helps me to stop thinking uh, just here about everything that's going on in my life uh, and turns my focus outward. Uh, so that's why I think it's such a great idea to, um, to you can start really small. Yeah, like you can just send a, a cheer text, right? To be like, hey, hope you're having a great day, you know? Uh, or you can do something a little bigger where you go find like a soup kitchen or a, a nice service project to do for someone. It's no surprise Utahns do well when it comes to service and giving. In Wallet Hub's recent study of charitable behavior across all 50 states, Utah came in at number one overall. I know, right? We should be good at it. And I, I think that there's, there's also a difference between... Um, I know that those studies really take into account the number of volunteer hours that are given. So those are the ones that are tracked, right, by service organizations. Uh, and I think a lot of times, especially for the loneliness stuff, I, it's it's really great to to remember that these are most like the service hours that are given in these areas are most likely the ones that are unaccounted for. Uh, so there's it's just uh, simple things that you do for others. Social isolation heightens anxiety and depression. So Lash prescribes first, admitting isolation is difficult. Acknowledging that this is really hard. Then scheduling days with activities that bring joy and meaning. Shoveling the sidewalk for a neighbor. It could be dropping a plant off on a friend's porch. Exercise. The human body is built to move. And perhaps time to keep a gratitude journal. Noticing the positive. I think sometimes, too, we can list all these things that we have in life, uh, and it's really good to recognize, hey, maybe I have a lot of good, but also just to um, really know um, deep down inside, no, like, you've got a lot, right? I mean, even just to be blessed uh, in, um, we live in a good place, right, where uh, where it's easy to find food, access to um our basic needs. Uh, and then if you want to go beyond that, I, to remember, okay, what about um, education? What about friends, loved ones, all these great things that you've got? Um, I just feel like I always have so many good things in my life to be grateful for.
you're not alone. There's there's quite a few people whom the holidays can bring up a lot of sadness, loneliness, complicated feelings. And again, you're not alone. Um, you will get through this. And if you need support, there are people that can help you in your community, as well as licensed professionals who are trained in quick ways to help you that you don't have to suffer. Yeah. So you're not alone in feeling lonely this time of year. You're not alone in your loneliness. It seems we're we're talking more about a group that maybe doesn't experience these things throughout the other times of the year. Yeah. Is this also a difficult time for those who are already dealing with, with those mental health challenges year round? Yeah. So people who have an episode of major depressive disorder or an anxiety disorder, sometimes, especially anxiety disorders, the holidays brings a lot of togetherness. And that can be really overwhelming, especially for people who suffer from social anxiety. So fears about what people are thinking about them, how they're being evaluated, how they're coming across, you know, you get everyone together with their family members and it immediately spikes some anxiety. Also people who suffer from eating disorders, the holidays are a time of community eating focus. Uh, There's a lot of focus in society on weight and shape right around now. Holidays can really bring up um, problems for people who have underlying mental health conditions. Um, So now is the time to be, you know, really making sure that if you do have one of those underlying health conditions, you're preparing, anticipating, planning, you have strategies in place to help yourself so that you're not getting caught off guard and getting more overwhelmed with symptoms. I think it is so interesting that uh, one of the number one things reported that's associated with loneliness is that you don't have a lot of confidence, right? Uh, And so to, and whether that be uh, because you're just feeling a little down and feeling hard to connect with people or because you maybe have recently lost some friends or connections, whatever it is, right? Um. Having knowing that you have the power to help create those relationships again, uh, or to help um, kind of fortify those relationships again, I think that that's powerful to know that that is um, that, that is within your ability to do. So even just taking those steps again of reaching out to someone to call someone and say hello, to be connected, to catch up, uh, those are all really helpful things to do. And again, the simplest thing is just to send a text uh, to reach out to someone and say, hey, how are you doing? Uh, all the way to the phone call, inviting someone over for dinner, going to the movies. That works if you feel like you're feeling lonely or if you think it's another person you're concerned about. What groups or age groups or however you want to define it uh, would you say are most impacted when the holidays come around? Yeah, so typically we 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 think that like stress, anxiety, you know, in general, normal um, uh, symptoms affect the majority of, of people in their young 20s, 30s, um, and then especially the elderly, um, you know, people who are maybe more physically alone uh, during, you know, stereotypically during the holidays. Um, those are age groups that we have to be particularly mindful. Um, people who have just recently gone through divorces, separations, breakups, um, that's the holidays can be a really lonely time for them, um, especially if they are not having their children around or not having some of those traditions they're used to. Those are all groups that we really want to watch out for. Yeah. And I think you you mentioned at the beginning, but the the pandemic, would you say, has sort of... Oh. I mean, the effects are continuing. 
The effects of the pandemic are continuing in ways that we, you know, are just unprecedented. We didn't anticipate that our world would look the way it does now. Um, many people have lost people, especially in the United States, where we were you know, ravaged by COVID deaths. Um, people have lost a family member, a friend, someone to an illness. Um, and so it, it is a, a time that there's a lot of grief and bereavement, which again is a normal feeling. It's normal to feel grief. It's normal to feel sadness. Um, but especially, um, you know, right now people are so worried about RSV, about COVID, colds, influenza, all the different, you know, viruses that are out there. And so now is the time to really lean also on the practices you've gotten to know. So Zooming, if you can't meet in person, you know, wearing a mask out in public if you're nervous um, to try to help protect yourself and others. Those are all good practices to be doing. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't really think about the uh, anxiety that might come around just from larger gatherings for some people, you know, around the holidays. Fear of being evaluated, fear of, you know, again, like how you're you're looking, especially for my patients with eating disorders. I work a lot with patients with eating disorders mm-hmm. and the holidays, starting with Thanksgiving, Christmas and New Year's, very, very challenging, especially yeah. as we approach New Year's and then the focus changes on weight loss, changing your body weight and shape. Oh, it's a toughie. Sometimes we can feel disconnected with ourselves, right? And that might even be a potential cause of loneliness where maybe you're doing so much running around for other people, doing so many things, but yet you haven't had a moment to stop and sit and think, oh, okay, what am I doing here for me right now? Or like, when was the last time I took stock of my own feelings and my own well-being? So even if, uh, again, a small way to start that is even just to take five to 10 minutes for a, a a meditation for a little bit of journal writing um even to like if you're like no we're gonna do some real self-love and care go get a massage right go buy yourself a, a good meal or a spa day um that can be my favorite <laughs> i think focusing on people who are single is also a really helpful message to the story so again people who've just experienced loss in relationships either that's death you know breakup separation divorce who may not have their children for the first time with them on a holiday, who may not be a part of these bigger family traditions. Um, I think it's really a good message to remind people that there are groups like Meetup, um, which is like, you know, a free group that you can go online, search, and you can find a group that does something socially you're interested in. So like, you know, if you're into board games, there's groups that play board games, there's groups that go outside, there's groups that do whatever you're interested in. And so that's can be a really low stress way to meet people um, because a lot of people do shift their focus, I think, to dating apps right now, especially yeah. around the holidays. And that can be kind of a disheartening experience for, for people who are single. Uh, don't forget about the single people. <laughs> well, maybe especially in Utah, you know, where you, yeah. it's just known for families, you know. Known for families, right? And so yeah. all of a sudden, maybe you're in a new situation where you didn't anticipate being alone or single for the holidays. All of this, you know, you, you think of loneliness and then you're like, well, everyone's experienced that. I mean, whatever. But it, it can be really difficult. It can be really difficult. Some people um, experience, especially if you have an underlying health condition, it can kind of be that final stressor that breaks you know, the camel's back, it can really be that last thing that that pushes someone back into a major depressive episode. Because, Mm -hmm. you know, it is for an extended period of time, we're also in the darkest time of the year, you know, the shortest days, 
Like it is a really hard time for people who have like seasonal affective disorder. It's hard for people, you know, to move, you know, who want to exercise and get movement. Normally, if you're struggling with any of these feelings of major depressive disorder, it's really hard to do things to make yourself feel better. If you are struggling right now, take the first step, right? Um, send the text message, write down something you're grateful for. Uh, the next step I would say is to really think about the habits that you're forming. Try to make sure you have those good habits every day of being grateful, reaching out, doing the service, even exercise. That's another big one that can get you out. Um, really getting into the work that you're doing. Uh, there are so many good things that you can do. Uh, if you think it could be someone else in your life, I mean, of course, the first thing to do is to Think about that, right? Think about all the people in your life who maybe needs a little bit of help and love this season. Uh, and what can you do just to um, not make them feel awkward in any way or bad about what the situation they may be in, but of course, just to reach out and love and to be like, hey, how are you? Let's go to dinner. Let's go to the movies, do something fun, um, whatever they may be feel comfortable with. And know that especially if someone is a little down, um, they... They may have an opinion there to be like, oh, this is all I can do right now, right? Um, but uh, just being open and asking him about it, just, hey, do you want to do this? What do you, what would be good for you right now? Um, and hopefully they'll tell you and they'll let you know. And then you can just fill the need as they let you know what they need. You touched on this at the beginning, but just lastly, um, yeah. The, I don't, I don't experience these mental health challenges throughout the year. I'm feeling this right now. When, when, how do I know? Okay. Yeah. I should probably talk to someone about it. Yeah. Great questions. I say if your symptoms of loneliness or kind of down sadness are lasting more than a week, most days you're being affected lasting more of a week going into two weeks, then it's time to talk to someone. We have a lot of um, different resources at the Huntsman Mental Health Institute. So we have a, we have a 24 seven crisis, you know, safe, safety line. We also have a warm line that is um, throughout the day, you can call and just talk to someone who can provide some support and encouragement, which I think is great for the majority of people who may not know if they're, you know, struggling enough to need help. Um, But again, you know, one to two weeks in a row of symptoms, not feeling like yourself, having a hard time doing things that you normally would do. Things aren't bringing you happiness and joy like they normally would. Maybe you're not sleeping very well. You're not eating the, your normal way, or you're even having thoughts that you don't want to keep doing this. Life isn't worth living. Absolutely time to seek out mental health professionals. We are normal people. We are nice. We have evidence-based methods. We're going to get you feeling like yourself again. Um, we, we are here for you. Yeah. Okay. Um, and I, and I think just the, the idea that, uh, Hey, there are a lot of people dealing with this. So it's like what your, these feelings are normal themselves. Totally you know? normal. So, okay. Totally normal. Yep. Okay. Um, thank you very much for your time. Yeah. Thanks Shit. Matt. Nice yeah. to meet you. Now, if you are struggling, As mentioned, there are resources available, including the National Suicide and Crisis Hotline 988. That does it for us this week on KSL Plus. I'm Matt Rascone. We'll see you again next week. (laughs) 
Two years ago, Americans watched in horror as a crisis unfolded at the Kabul airport. She was tear gassed and beaten. Images of thousands desperate to escape Taliban oppression filled our news feeds. More than 80,000 Afghans made it to America. But the story didn't end there. It was very cold. There was no power, no heat. Who would help our newest neighbors? I'm Andrea Smartin. In Stranger Becomes Neighbor, you'll hear the stories of some remarkable refugees who left their homes and their dreams behind only to start over from zero. Their only possession was three blankets. And you'll meet Americans who stepped up to help them. You want me to come when you deliver your baby. What can one person do in the face of an international disaster decades in the making? That's Stranger Becomes Neighbor. Find us at kslpodcast.com, follow us on Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else you listen.